This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so do enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts out there in the industry, they want to charge you for their websites. We give it to you. So enjoy. Over at freetalklive.com. In fact, the main feature on the site allows you, the listener, to influence some of the stuff we, uh, we might discuss on the air by submitting show prep suggestions. And even if your suggestion doesn't make it on the air, other listeners will see it because it's on our site. And it's this community kind of site where essentially you get to control the content of the website. Uh, you can submit, uh, whether it's a YouTube video or a news article or a blog post or whatever it is you want. You submit it, other listeners vote on whether they like or dislike it, and then the most liked make it to the front page of the site. It's all free over at freetalklive.com. We're going to go uh, right into the phone calls here, but Mark, you've got an email from a snitch, or uh, someone who is feeling guilty, apparently, about being a snitch. We'll find out more about that here in a little bit. First, we check in for the first time on the road to uh, Adam and, uh, with rather, Adam and Pete from libertyontour.com, having, a, I guess, about ready to wrap up the New York City leg of your tour. Adam, uh, Pete, or do we have you both or just one or the other? We're both here. Ah, welcome. Hey. Welcome back, gents. Yeah, uh, you, you took off from Keene, uh, New Hampshire last week and uh, headed down toward New York City, and the adventures have already begun. What have you experienced? Well, I mean, we, we actually had to cut our New York trip a little short due to the uh, impossible uh, traffic situation in there and uh, guiding a 30-foot RV around there. Uh, it's a nightmare. What's that? It's a nightmare. Yeah, it is. It's awful. But um, last time we were, we were fortunate, we were in New York City with Motorhome Diaries to get a parking pass, but that just didn't work out since Bloomberg has uh, instituted a $2,000 a night parking fee pass for like uh, documentaries and, and people wanting to do like trailers and things like that. So pretty much making it uh, impossible for any small budget uh, people um, like ourselves wanting to do uh, some videoing in the city. Wow. So, yeah, we actually wrapped it up, and we're outside of Philadelphia now. But, yeah, it was still an action-packed week for us. We did some Fiji outreach. We actually had to park out in New Jersey. And um, I actually got a, a cop on camera who was saying his sole purpose of uh, approaching me and demanding my ID and stuff in the uh, very uh, vulgar tone was to intimidate me, so it's been quite a week. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you showed me that video, and it's now public, right? It is, it is. That's great. But folks can go see that at libertyontour.com. You were just in a parking lot uh, doing something, and this guy didn't like the fact that you had a video camera out and came right over and literally, I mean, looked like he was going to lash out at you physically. Yeah, I mean, essentially, we like, like I said, we had to stay in Edgewater, New Jersey. It was the, you know, it's about a 10-minute car ride. Uh, without traffic outside the city, and there was a big parking lot uh, uh, with uh, businesses and things there, and there's a 24-hour Starbucks. And so the kids come out at night, you know, around 10 p.m. with their their crotch rockets and their fancy cars, and they hang out there. And on Thursday night, there was a couple hundred kids about, and about uh, three or four squad cars, and, and a motorcycle cop came in there and just started blaring their lights and, like, pushing everybody out. Um, so, you know, Pete and I, being advocates of filming public officials, um, and, and Liberty on Tour being centric around activism, grabbed our cameras, and uh, Pete was actually just in the shower when this started to happen. So I went out there on my own uh, to start, and I filmed this motorcycle cop, and I, I was a good, you know, 20, 30 feet away from him filming, and all of a sudden he puts it on the kickstand and just V-lines it for me, uh, yelling, you know, give me your ID, give me your insurance papers. 
I'm, I'm not anywhere near a car, nor have I been suspected of a crime. So I, I simply state, you know, like, am I legally required to do that? And, you know, uh, you know you're know, you scaring me, you're intimidating me, you know, and he's backing me up. And uh, he luckily backed off. I don't know uh, exactly what it was. But, yeah, for a second there, I thought he was going to thump my skull for a minute. I mean, uh, the, the cops in Keene are, are somewhat used to it, but uh, the, that guy definitely even said later in the video, I don't like my picture being taken. And to which I replied, "You're in the wrong business, buddy." Yeah, right. That's that's exactly the right uh, the right response because he's a public official on public property, going about public duties, being paid by public funds. I don't understand why this guy thinks he has some some right to anonymity. Sure. Well, and actually, it wasn't public property. It's actually private. The uh, there's a strip mall like uh, facing uh, on all three sides of this parking lot, and. Um, there's a security team there or a company that's, like, paid to patrol this. So I even asked, because after the fact, um, after he intimidated me like that, I went and got Pete because, I, I mean, rule number one is you probably should do these things in a, in, with, with a group. I mean, uh, the more the better. The more cameras, the more angles, the mm-hmm. safer you're going to be. But um, so I went back to get Pete because I, I wasn't able to get his badge number or name. I was pretty sure I had it on video, but uh, I, I wanted to get it from him. So we went and got Pete. And uh, I went back over, and then one of the superiors just so happened to be in the location where he was, so I showed him the video. Um, of course, he, like, backed his officer saying, I don't know what else happened when I showed him the video. I mean, it's clear as day. But um, he then, when we were returning to the RV or, or on our way, the same officer who intimidated me um, came up and said, oh, it's a 16-hour day, and, you know, this happens every Tuesday. And I, and I made the point, I'm like, well, this is a private parking lot. You know, uh, there's security here, and he said, well, somebody called us. You know, the, the, you know, whether they did or didn't, I don't know. Hey, but, at least he uh, apologized. Yeah. You never hear that. Yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty rare to, uh, to hear. It was, you know, as close to an apology as this guy could possibly get. Yeah. I don't know if he actually said, I'm sorry, but he was making it's excuses. Yeah, he, he, yeah, I don't think, yeah, he didn't really say sorry. He was trying to say that, like, he was kind of right, and I was kind of right, because he was talking about an information stop, and I, I then reiterated to him that I, I think you should spend your time, um, IDing people who have actually had victims or are suspected of a crime. And, uh, you know, he said, well, I could stop you for an information. And I'm like, well, I don't really agree with that, you know, whether it is true or not. I don't know if they have, like, some local city ordinance that states as such. But um, I don't know. I I told him, you know, they wanted to know if I wanted to file a report. And in order to do so, I'd have to give up my personal information again. And I declined and said, I'll just make a YouTube video. And this morning I emailed that uh, link to... Not only the mayor, but the council and uh, the chief of police and a detective over there as well. You should ask the cops for their uh, for their email addresses so that you can send them their videos. <laughs> They'll love that. Exactly. I'm sure he's going to hear about this one way or another. <laughs> Great. So what else? Uh, glad you ended up all right without uh, your head being caved in uh, in that particular scenario. So uh, what else have you guys experienced? I mean, how was the meet? Did you all have a meetup and that sort of thing? Were you, were you getting together with the New York City people even though your time was limited there? Yeah, we had a great meetup. This is Pete. We had a great meetup in uh, New York. Uh, one of our friends helped secure location, a fellow lover of liberty. He later came up to me and said, hey, if you guys are ever in town, need another place, like a pretty kind of a cool, like, downstairs venue that turned out to be like a hopping club by the time we got out of there. Uh, he said, let us know. So there's definitely a lot of good people there. And, and actually, right as we left, uh, a bunch of us went out and grabbed a bite, and then Adam uh, donned his Uncle Sam outfit and he and I, and then three of our other friends uh, joined us, and we went down to Times Square and did some outreach. So that was cool because, like, you know, we would approach people, do some stuff, and, like, right away our three friends who were, 
you know, girls who aren't too hard on the eyes would uh, just send in there with some Liberty Untrue literature, some advocates for self-government literature, nice. and hand that stuff out. So we, yeah, so we had, I think, a good impact that night. And then uh, uh, yesterday, I guess it was a couple days ago, we uh, drove through New York City, like Midtown and, the, and Harlem, in Marv, on the PA, just dropping some knowledge. <laughs> uh, so that was a lot of fun. We got we got some emails. Uh, we got an email from a guy who said, "Hey, when I saw you drove by, like I, I was just like struck. That thing looked too professional to be real." But then he said he tried to run and catch up with us. He, but he said, "You know, you just got done running 11 miles." So I don't know. I mean, that's crazy in and of itself. But he runs a a blog that's kind of like free market oriented. So he was on board, and it was kind of cool seeing that. But uh, other than that, like Adam said, now we're out in Philly. We're uh, we got a pretty good week planned already. We just put a, a short video up today that uh, kind of tells people what we have planned, but we're also asking for ideas as well, and we're encouraging people to join us anytime we're going out. Um, you know, the more folks we have, the more people uh, we can touch and reach and hopefully uh, uh, advance the voluntary society. So we're really pumped to be out here. Well, the uh, the trip has only just begun. You guys have got 13 weeks. You're going to be uh, on the road. You're through one of them at this point, and you've got 13 cities you're visiting. As you said, you've already rolled into Philadelphia. Folks can go to libertyontour.com. Can you all stick around for a little bit? I want to talk about Julian Heiklin. Absolutely. We'll be here. All right, great. More with uh, Pete and Adam. They were also there in New York City as uh, fully informed jury activist Julian Heiklin was arrested again outside of the federal courthouse. And uh, because Adam and Pete were on board, got some pretty good video footage of it. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And take your calls as well at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Death. Its shadow followed Paul. Its hot breath had flowed across the back of his neck. Its cold fingers had caressed his throat. As Paul dabbles in the occult world of the Ouija board, a dangerous netherworld opens up to him, and he discovers the frightening possibility that a demonic dimension may be merging with our own. Read Matthew Wayne's debut novel, The Ouija's. To find out more, available now as an ebook at IPIC Publishing, IPICPublishing.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there for free. We've got a bunch of archives, in fact, going all the way back to 2006. Enjoy it all free over at freetalklive.com, and it will cost you nothing. The, the last week's worth of the, the show is right there on the front page of the site, and then you click into the archive section in order to go back to 06. And by the way, the uh, Free Talk Live archives are brought to you by HostGator. Yeah, that's right, hostgator.freetalklive.com. They are a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, go to hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, as we continue here, our friends from libertyontour.com, Pete and Adam are with us as they are on the road in a cross-country tour uh, going all the way over to the West Coast and then back down toward Miami uh, over 13 weeks. Started out here in uh, Keene, headed down to New York City, and now they have uh, unfortunately had to leave New York City a little bit early because it's uh, flipping impossible to uh, actually park a 30-foot RV there. 
but they are now down in the Philadelphia area, and there's some great events coming up, apparently. Guys, what's uh, what's on the way? What's uh, what's coming up this week in, in Philly? Well, this week, I mean, we have a, a good thing lined up. Tomorrow, we're going to head down to the downtown area. You know, they got the Liberty Bell and all these other status things going on, uh, not to mention City Hall, which uh, itself is a reflection of uh, violence and uh, force. So we're hoping to, to get a good... Uh, Amount of content there on Tuesday, we're, or excuse me, Wednesday, we're hoping to cover um, the move story, which uh, is something Pete is looking up, but it's more of a, a time where essentially there's this movement of people who are uh, anti-government, and at, after a year standoff and or battle with them, uh, the government ended up dropping a bomb on them. Um, it's something they didn't admit to for years. Uh, they, they, they kind of pulled like a Waco thing where they said, uh, these people uh, started off fire in their own home that they were barricaded in, and uh, essentially it's a real mess. Let me back up. Uh, just to correct you, then, uh, there was a shootout. There was a, a standoff for a year. There was a shootout. The cops fired 10,000 rounds into a house. And then seven years later at another location at their new headquarters, they, uh, the, they dropped uh, essentially four pounds of C4 on this residence, killed 10 people, including five kids, burned out 65 houses. Then it took them over a decade to even uh, issue out one payment to somebody and uh it's just terrible but yeah i've heard about this I, i've heard about these people uh, they were like a group of folks that uh, i don't know if it, what their organization was really all about but they changed their names or something like that and they were all living yeah. together and, and they weren't uh yeah, you know like, worshiping the state not like, not like black nationalists but like sort of anarcho-primitivists and stuff like that and you know they, they took the surname africa so I, I don't think like necessarily Meyer Adams' views would overlap 100% with them. But what would overlap is the fact that you know peaceful people shouldn't be aggressed upon, and it's clear who the aggressors were in the situation. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Let's rewind a little bit back to uh, last week in New York City with Julian Heichlin, the heroic uh, elderly activist who has been arrested multiple times outside of federal courthouses for simply handing out information uh fully informed jury information to people that people that are passing by uh something that i've done a number of times out in front of uh, the local courthouse here in Keene, new hampshire i've done it down in florida as well and while i've experienced a little bit of intimidation from the police nothing uh no one has ever been arrested but this man has been arrested over and over again and you guys actually witnessed it this time and got video footage yeah, exactly. Uh, it was our first day of the official start of Liberty on Tour last Wednesday, and uh, we went down to meet Julian at around 1130 uh, by 500 Pearl Street, which is where the federal courthouse is um, in New York City in the financial district. Um, this time it was uh, myself, Pete, um, Bile from a blog of Bile, and uh, one other fellow from Darren Wolf from Philly here, and he's going to come out with us this week as well. Yeah, and so we, we went down there, so we had about four cameras, and Julian was the one who stepped on the federal property to distribute the material. Um, by his account, he said that they, they allowed him to hand out uh, material for a little longer, so he said he got about 35 uh, pamphlets handed out. I know I handed out about a dozen on public property, which I guess isn't as big of a deal, and one of those I even handed out was to a federal agent of some sort. I don't know if he was a U.S. Marshal or a DHS guy, but, um, yeah, so Julian handed that out, and uh, after about 30 minutes, they pretty much said they had enough. Um, they went to arrest him. He uh, goes limp, uh, like some of us have chosen to do when being arrested for nonviolent, non-victim crimes. And uh, that's pretty much when it ramped up and there was a bunch of agents around. And Pete and I felt the need to let them know that, hey, you know, you got to think about your actions, you're responsible for them. 
You know, this is a peaceful man. Julian is 78 years old, and uh, he's been arrested about a dozen times in that location alone, as well as some others uh, throughout the country. And, I mean, it's a basic principle of this man is handing out educational material. Um, the reason he chooses this location is because it's more likely to get into a juror's hands um, as opposed to doing it in, like, Times Square, where I'm sure he can uh, distribute a 1,000 flyers of people that would take them. But, I mean, the bang for your buck is in this location. Yeah, sure. And uh, it's just really... Go ahead. No, I was just absolutely agreeing. Uh, when I was watching this footage of uh, him being arrested, I find out later on that he was just turned over to the uh, the EMTs. So they didn't actually end up processing him or charging him. They basically just pawned him off on the EMTs to get him out of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't um, – even when they went to arrest him, one of the uh, uh, security officers or DHS guys, you know, in, in a funny costume, um, he said – you know, we can handle this through the court, you know, so on and such, and didn't want to go, go on with that. So, I mean, essentially, yeah, they called EMTs, they carted them off, uh, they strapped them to a stretcher, and pretty much after some intimidation in the um, hospital, pretty much let them go without charging them with any further charges. I mean, him and Bile both have um, lawsuits against the Department of Homeland Security Um Julian's is for distributing uh, educational material, and Biles is for filming on federal property. All right, gents. Uh, com is the place to go. If you haven't yet visited uh, Adam and Pete, definitely do that. You'll see what their itinerary is, where they're going to be in the next uh, 12 weeks or so, and they may be coming to a city near you. Great excuse to get out and meet some other liberty-minded folks because you guys do meetups in every single city, which is a good way to meet up with other people that are already in your area. And, of course, you guys are out there spreading the word about great liberty-oriented organizations, Free Talk Live, uh, LRN.FM, Free Keen. Uh, my, some of my websites are uh, being emblazoned in a large way across MARV, the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle. So, uh, again, it's, it's great to be on board, and we're glad to have you out there talking about freedom around the country. Hey, we appreciate it. We're happy to uh, be promoting such principle and, and uh, like-minded organizations, and you know, we love the things you guys do, and uh, you guys make it easy for us, so we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being out there, guys. Good luck on the road, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to call in uh, as soon as you hear something exciting that you want to share with our audience. Hey, no problem. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Good night. You know, with the, all the activism that goes on, it's it's. Uh, it, it, I think that somehow Julian Heichlin's uh, situation tends to get obscured in it. If you can imagine a seventy-something-year-old man gets arrested over and over again, it's not a one-time situation mm-hmm. for handing out information to jurors about their rights on the on the the steps of a courthouse, yeah, of federal courthouses. Why? I mean. America, ask yourself, why is this happening? What do they not want you to know about? I mean, wouldn't our founding fathers have done this same sort of activity? I mean, I, I guess I just have to ask, uh, how many of our founding fathers would the would the Department of Homeland Security throw in jail now? Well, the other question is, why don't you go out and do what Julian does? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com 
This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, features like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKI.freetalklive.com gets you there. Edit virtually anything you see. Wiki.freetalklive.com. If you've tried to lose weight before and you've had a tough time, uh, you know, you know, going to the gym can be difficult. It's difficult to come up with the time to do it uh, consistently. Um, as far as dieting, I don't know about you. I've always been bad at it. Diet pills make me fidgety. I found a product that helped me. And, well, I, I, I liked it so much, I got involved in it. It's called LumaThinPlus.com. It's, uh, that's LumaThinPlus.com. Take a look over there and uh, see the pitch. It's, it's, it's new with extra science. You can uh, check the website there and, and see all the scientific studies at LumaThinPlus.com. All right, so uh, 800-259-9231 is the number here. Coming up, uh, former president of Mexico has come out against the war on drugs. But first, Mark, let's talk about one of the most uh, despi- uh, despicable aspects of the war on drugs, and that is that it encourages people to snitch on one another, that the government uh, folks are out there with their programs that uh, that offer bounties to people for turning in their friends or family members or coworkers or neighbors uh, for having drugs or selling drugs. In this case, that's not that's one of those. It's not one of those cases where you call in this eight hundred number and you can get uh, five hundred bucks for squealing on your best friend. It's not one of those situations. This is a situation like so many people who get caught up into, uh, you know, in the arrests. And if you try to make a stand for you know, protecting your friends and things like that, or or your business acquaintances, they are going to ram it down your throat. Oh, so you're talking about this? Uh, you've got an email here from somebody who snitched out another person. You're saying they were busted themselves first That's and correct. then rolled over. That's correct. Oh, it's horrible. Let me read the email to you. Please do. Uh, so it says uh, Mark, and it's from anonymous. He doesn't. It does not give his name. I've just become a listener to your program over over the months, and I've been uh, thinking about myself for a time even longer than that. I want your opinion on something, and I know you don't know me, and I don't know you, and I'm going to give you a few key details and then ask you, what do you think? I was a drug dealer. I sold drugs for years, marijuana, hallucinogens, uh, uh, pharmaceutical here and there. Eventually, I was busted by a friend of a friend. So it always goes, right? I was arrested, harassed, lied to by the police, coerced into making a confession. I was young, stupid, and scared. Mm. Heard that before. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't know what to do, and they told me to help them. I found someone for them. It was not someone I knew, rather someone I found for the very purpose. This was over a, uh, a period of over a year. The whole time, imminent, uh, the imminent cloud of imprisonment and the halt of life as I knew it hung over my head, constantly lingering and reminded. I caved to the pressure. I literally broke down. I immediately regretted what I had done, and I think of it as the uh, worst transgression I've made upon another human. I've regretted this choice since the very same day, but there's no chance to turn back the clock. I must live with it. Um, What I've done. I was pressured. I thought I could hold on to a piece of my life, a piece that of of what it was, no matter what it was. I I thought about my girlfriend at the, the time. I thought about myself, my happiness, my friends, my life, my liberty. I was not thinking about someone else's liberty being stolen as a result of my actions. I was guided by a lawyer and threats from the police. I made the wrong choice. I did the wrong thing. I still have not gotten off probation from this charge, even though it was years ago. I'm still paying for the sins of the past, and in the sense of uh, what I know I've done, I will always be paying for that. 
can't ever go back, but I need to move forward. I don't know how to cope with that. I heard Ian say on the show the other day that he felt that snitches need only be exposed and ostracized. That's what they deserve. I've never been a snitch. I've never been involved in that kind of thing. But I assure you, people compromise their principles when they're in a pinch. I'm not that kind of person, and I regret every day that I have done this, uh, done to this man that I barely knew. What I've done to this man, I barely knew. Excuse me. I can forgive myself, but knowing that and hearing that kind of open expression, which I understand the feeling toward, how could I ever feel welcome in a place like that? And I assume he's talking about the Free State uh, Project uh, in New Hampshire. When does the past become the past, and when can we say we learned we were wrong? We need to make uh, sure no one else is ever put in that situation, never lied to by the authorities. I think it's as soon as you say you were wrong. I mean, if you continue being a snitch, then you're a scumbag. But as soon as you stop snitching, then you're you know, you're in, you can make right, you can make good. Yeah, somehow. I, I think that's absolutely true. And this is the it's sort of the moment of redemption that people are willing to do that. You know, if you if 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 you're in front of a large room and you say, you know, I stole I stole many things in my life, but I now at this moment proclaim I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you'll get the applause from the crowd and people will be, you know, depending on what kind of public speaker you are, their hearts will be warmed, the tears will come to their eyes and, and they'll give you a, a redemption. Uh, I think that the people are, are, you know, people believe in mercy. And you know, especially if you make some kind of, uh, uh, of of effort to to make up for what you've done. And I think that it can be. Sure. Diff- I mean, well, look at Brad Jardis. I mean, he wasn't a snitch, but he was a cop. Uh, for about a decade and he did a lot of things that he looks back on and really regrets and he has to live with the, with everything he's done with the people that he's put in a, a jail cell that didn't belong there uh, the aggression that he's committed against a, a lot of folks but the very uh, fact that he speaks out against it is redemption enough for me as a matter of fact I agree. <laughs> you know T- talking about it too much almost gets repetitive, you know what I mean? So I mean, it's, Brad, Brad or it, well, it, it could be, right? Just in general, like you could you could beat that horse too too much. You know what I mean? Lashing who's yourself. Talking about, who's talking about you talking about us talking about Brad or Brad talking about Brad? Just in general. I think that a person can uh, talk about what they've done wrong too often. I see. And it, turn, it can turn into this sort of flagellation fest, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, beating yourself on the back. Well, I think there's more that uh, should be done besides just talking about it. Uh, Brad actually goes in and does what he can to spread the ideas of freedom and, and to make up for what he's done. Because it's one thing to say you're sorry. It's another thing to get out there and, and try to turn around the situation that you used to be a part of. How would this guy do that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that it's enough to just say he was sorry because he wasn't actually out committing wholesale uh, violence against people. I think what Brad did was far more egregious than what this man did. He, This man was placed under a, a, a pressure, you know, a very high pressure situation i can tell you that uh, having having been in the you know a situation similar if i had been given an opportunity like this i'd have taken it i absolutely would have i didn't know any better Mm -hmm. i mean i know these ideas of liberty and and standing tall and all that stuff it's you know to some extent you're asking people that uh, you know to to, because the system is going to destroy you if they give you an, an offer like this and you say no no thanks that's wrong because well, that's what they want you to think, right? I mean, this is all part of the pleading process, mm-hmm. uh, part of them twisting uh, you know, the knife in your back, so to speak, to try to get you to go along with what they want. A lot of people don't take their drug charges to trial. They'll just yeah, do true. whatever the police suggest.
<laughs> it seems like when people go to trial that they can get much longer sentences. That's what they want you to think, and it I, may be true. I, I, it, it's, I, it may very well be true, and luckily we've got— I'm uh, telling you as a guy who spent nine years in prison that that's what I believe. I may be wrong. Sure, sure. I don't know. I don't know how true or false that is because barely anybody takes their case to trial. I met a few. So we don't know. We don't really know. Although right here in New Hampshire, we do have Sovereign Curtis, one of the, the co-hosts on the show, who is facing felony uh, d- charges for marijuana. And he is – it looks looking like he is going to take that to trial sometime early next year. So should be interesting to see how that uh, turns out. I'd like to see a jury trial in that case. So he, yeah, I mean, he could just come out and he could uh, apologize to the person that he that he snitched out, uh, and and then he'd have to reach in inside himself to to figure out what to do next. You know, how to uh, to kind of make things right in the world. I I don't know. It's it's a good question, Mark. What could well, he do? There, there's several questions here. Um, okay, let me, sure. Let me get to them. Uh, so we need to uh, we need to make sure that no one's ever put in that situation, never lied to by those in authority, never forced to confess, never tricked into transgressing against citizens i don't want anyone to be here uh, to ever have to do that how can i come to terms with that while still introducing myself as i am today i feel like if i were about to talk about my ideals my thoughts of how uh, things should be it would be disingenuous because of what i've done my unforgivable sin so i don't know if it's unforgivable Right. I don't think there is an unforgivable sin. I don't believe that. Let's I mean, go. for one, I, I don't think of sin in the same, uh, you know, as in a, like a biblical sense. I think of it as transgressions. Um, but I don't really think of... <laughs> He's nowhere near what I consider unforgivable. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. It might not be easy for the person he put in a jail cell to forgive him, but he could do it. More coming up. We'll uh, continue his email in a moment. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site for free. uh, If you want to, by the way, support this program, you like the fact that we give you the website for free, you can do that. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over, become an amplifier. You can use any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. Go get all the details, get signed up, and you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and more. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, you're sharing with us an email from someone who is thankfully regretful for what he has done in the past, and that is he was selling some drugs at one point in his life, got popped, and then rolled over on somebody apparently that he didn't know. I don't know how exactly that all panned out. He managed to find someone else who was a drug dealer for the I think they, they send people out as, uh, you know, as informants or something. 
Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't he, either. He managed to give him a name somehow, and they went after that other person. And, and result, as a result of that, he got a reduced sentence, that kind of thing. Uh, and now he feels bad about what he did, as as he should. He hurt somebody else in order to lessen his own pain. And I don't blame someone for wanting to uh, to do that. It's it must be very very persuasive at the time it's being offered. I've known people who've you know, rolled over on their own brother, that kind of thing. That's right. So you never know who's going to snitch you out. Uh, in that particular situation, yes. Yeah, basically, you have to come to the uh, you, you have to come to the situation understanding that anybody who gets picked up and is in is scared enough is going to roll on you, uh, girlfriend, wife, uh, the your mom. I mean, it just basically that's how it goes. If it, if the cops get them in a scenario where they've got them with something that they've you know they're hanging over their head, some kind of charge or another, the chance you just assume. They're going to roll on you, and that's all you can do. Yeah, pretty much. So he's Best got thing more... to do is get an attorney and, and keep your mouth shut. He's got but... some more thoughts or questions that he wanted to share, so let's do that. So He goes on. He says, I, I'm sure you get all kinds of crazy emails. You just don't know, man. <laughs> but I've uh, become kind of interested in what's going on up there. He's referring to the Free State Project, and I think it's something that I'd like to be involved in. But I don't know how to come clean with what I've done without becoming a completely tarnished person in the process. I don't even know if I was in the clear um in I was that clear in this message. It feels so jumbled because feelings in real life can't always be explained so elegantly. I hope you understand and have time to respond, but I would understand if you did not. For a reference, um, anyway, my original charge was in mid-07. I committed the unforgivable act in early 08, and I was sentenced in mid-08. My uh, point being is that uh, some time has transpired. So, uh, you know, if if you're looking to me for redemption, uh, you know, go go, my son and, and sin no more. Um, you know, you've got it from me. If you want from me an action that you might take is, uh, you know, having been in a situation where uh, I, a, a guy did, in fact, um, you know, he, he turned state's evidence on me. And, you know, in an un, in, a, in a in a manner that was not factual. OK, so he lied and turned state's evidence on me. And, you know. An apology from him wouldn't have been so bad. You never got one. I didn't get one. No, I did get a. Uh, I did get a uh, signed confession from him. So I didn't get him. You know, there was there were no tears, no none of the hand wringing or anything like that. But he did give me a, uh, a signed notarized confession that I could use to take back to court. The Supreme Court made a ruling in my favor at that time, so I never actually took the case back to court because uh, it, it wouldn't have been in my best interest at that point. Uh, I would have rather been free than uh, exonerated. <laughs> so, and that guy ended up getting shot and killed later on. He did, yeah. Like uh, his his action, you know, <laughs> he's just a criminal, yeah. and so you know, he lived lived by the sword, died by the sword, and that that kind of happens. But uh, if if I I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world for you to send this guy a letter, you know, apologizing, telling him you've come to, you know, why it is you've come to this point that you want to give him the apology. And, um, you know, I wouldn't put myself in any circumstance where I was uh, you know, writing anything down that could be used against me in a court of law. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you can apologize to the guy. And I think that that would be um, enough. Everybody here for the Free State Project, everybody who believes in the ideas of liberty has come to those ideas from, uh, you know, a point of not believing them. Yeah. You know, these these ideas aren't pervasive in society. They're logical. Once you you hear them, they tend to 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 sink their roots into your mind. But most people got here from a path of sort of, you know, normal thought process where 
you do whatever it takes to live your life to, um, you know, live it the best you can. So we've all done things that we regret. And sure, who hasn't? Right. So, you know, saying you're sorry, doing a little something to uh, to show you're sorry. I don't think that I, I think I don't think it takes anything more than that. Yeah, I can't see. I mean, knowing the people that I know here in, in New Hampshire, the, the activists up here, I, uh, they've forgiven Brad Jardis for uh, for his transgressions and they're friendly with him. And mm-hmm. uh, he's a valuable member of the activist community Indeed. up here now. So, sure. I mean, Brad's put people, a lot more people behind bars than this guy did. Yeah, I think that uh, largely anonymous here is uh, is is beating himself up over something that that at least in my world isn't that big of a deal. Um, I mean, it's it, it's over. Uh, don't do it again. That kind of thing. There you go. Thanks for the email. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We've never had anything like that before. No one's ever written an email like that. No, you're right. No one has. I mean, we've had. Well, you know, we've had people talk about how they um, they have been busted for things like uh, statutory rape, for instance, or. That that kind of a situation. We've yeah. had people. We've had listeners, uh, longtime listeners, tell yeah, they've us. They've talked these about stories. their their court cases and things like that, but they, yeah. no one's ever called in and said, "Hey, how, this is how I turned state's evidence on somebody and uh, you know managed to get my sentence lessened." Mm. Yeah, we never did find out what his sentence was. He didn't mention that, right? Yeah, he's on probation still. Probation. So uh, you can share that with us, whatever you want with us, at 800-259-9231. Bloomberg. And uh, anonymous, while you have the chance, please go to freestateproject.org and sign up today. Yep. Bloomberg reporting that former Mexican President Vincente Fox said his country should legalize the production and sale of drugs in order to curb rising cartel-related violence. So in another story where a politician, former politician, uh, comes out and actually says something sensible. They, it's very rare that uh, they'll actually say something like this while they're in some sort of uh, seat of power. But Indeed. later on, kind of like the guys with law enforcement against prohibition, after they're, after they're done with their police career busting people and putting them in jail cells, then they come out and they talk out against prohibition. Uh, I'd rather have them talking out against it at some point than never. Indeed. So I appreciate uh, what Vincente here is saying. In fact, he points out. Uh, that radical prohibition strategies have never worked, said Fox. The cost of the fight against organized crime, and in particular narcotics trafficking, has been enormous in our country. Legalizing narcotics would curtail funding to organized groups, organized crime groups who are using profits from the drug trade to consolidate power, wrote Fox yesterday on his personal website. Uh, the drug war has killed 28,000 people in Mexico since late 2006, when President Felipe Calderon, uh, Calderon entered office vowing to take on the cartels. According to data from the government intelligence agency known as CISEN, that's keeping tourists away and limiting foreign direct investment, said Fox. He said in an interview with Bloomberg Television that uh, the United States and Mexico were responsible for the violence. He said, quote, what is happening is that this huge market of the United States and drug consumption, the largest in the world, is generating the weapons that are sold to Mexican cartels and is generating the money that is laundered in the United States and brought to Mexico. Uh, more than 90 percent of weapons used in violent crimes in Mexico are bought, brought in illegally from the United States, according to the BATF. And uh, Calderon, a member of this, the current president, a member of Fox's National Action Party, said last week he was open to debate on the legalization issue, even as he said he was personally opposed to the idea because it represented a health risk to society. Apparently, the gangs killing one another right. and random passersby <laughs> in the street is not a health risk. Right. Those forty-five caliber rounds whipping all over the place, that, does, that, won't, that won't hurt you. Yeah, well, the, you know, my question here is how many people have died? Because according to the statistics... 
the estimates are that 28,000 people have died in Mexico in the drug war just since 2006. So in approximately four years, 28,000 people dead as a result of the war on drugs, the fighting and such that goes on because it's uh, prohibited. How many people have died from overdoses on illegal drugs since then? In uh, Mexico. Comparatively, it's a minimal amount. A fraction. Yeah, it's fraction. a fraction of a fraction because very few people actually die from overdosing on drugs. And usually the reason is because the drugs are impure and they're made at uh, in questionable places in questionable ways. Right. And I that's mean, all a result of prohibition. Because there's no uh, there's no regulation at all on, uh, on dosage. So you don't know what you're getting each time. When you get a eight ball of cocaine and uh, it may or may ha- – it's going to have different amounts of cocaine in it every single time. It's going to be cut with different amounts of whatever it is that they cut it with. And, um, so, you know, you never know what you're taking. So, uh, good, I guess, kudos out to uh, Vincente Fox for coming out of the closet against the war on drugs. He's, he's going all the way. Good for him. 800-259-9231. See, even politicians can be redeemed. Maybe. Hour number two is on the way. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, 800-259-9231. We'll tell you about a heroic pirate radio operator here in a little bit. And you can bring up any. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts. All free at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program, inviting you to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. You go there, you can get interactive and create the uh, front page of our website. You can uh, submit different news items and such, things that you find interesting online that you think our other listeners will enjoy. You submit it to the site, and then other listeners get to vote on whether they like or dislike, and the most liked make it to the front page of the website, meaning we're more likely to see that particular item, your your item, and then talk about it on the air. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get involved. As we continue here, uh, we, of course, will take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. Mark, you told me that last night you talked about the pirate radio thing. To what extent did you uh, discuss it? Uh, you know, I, I wasn't think, here. What's that? I wasn't here. So I Indeed. I, 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 I consider the Sunday show to not not really be free talk live. It's not on the radio. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I would love to hear your take on it. So I think we should talk about it again. Well, okay. I mean, how, did you actually read the story or what, yeah. what did you? Okay. So uh, in that case, I, I didn't realize that before I spit it out of my mouth. I should have probably asked you first, you know, hey, what, what did you talk about last night? Um, but uh, yeah, the story is about uh, Radio Free Austin and uh, the lady that's running it. We we're aware of this particular pirate radio station because we were on it for a certain period of time. I don't know if we still are or not. I think not. we come and go. I'm guessing we aren't because we haven't had anyone call from there. Usually the calls come in. They tend to come in when uh, when we're on that station. Yeah, it's a very popular uh, station from what I can tell. But I want to reach out to uh, the lady that runs the station. Now that she's been outed publicly, I had no idea who was operating it. But now the operator, uh, Deborah Stevens, uh, has been outed publicly over at uh, the Austin Chronicle. And of course, Austin is kind of a, a hot spot, right? I mean, Austin is... 
is one of those places around the country is that where where Alex Jones lives. I think he lives around there somewhere. Around there. Uh, but John, I know John Bush lives down there. Indeed. We've had John Bush and Catherine sure. Bleich uh, on the show. And in fact, I think John Bush was just arrested today. The guy from uh, Texans for Accountable Government, I believe, is the name of his organization. Of and you can see how much the government likes uh, being held accountable. He is. Uh, he has been up here to visit New Hampshire a number of times. And I know that he's been pretty impressed with what's been going on up here. Maybe we can get more folks from down that way up this way because well i mean really is there a chance that things could change in texas i don't know maybe maybe austin is at least in austin things are a little bit unusual like in phoenix and it's Arizona. a much bigger state um yeah. texas is uh new hampshire was rated higher on the mercatus center's uh, study uh, about uh, the the most free states uh, new hampshire being the number one so anything else is going to be rated lower Texans tend to be sort of very nationalistic about their state. They they love it, so you know it's going to be hard to break that uh, break that free. I bet there's fewer Texans on <laughs> on the rules of the Free State Project than any other state per capita. But it's just a you guess. Think? I don't know about they that. love it. Uh, so nonetheless, I think Austin and Phoenix, uh, those are two of the places where we hear, spots, yeah. we hear a lot of stuff going on as far as the liberty movement is concerned. Although this particular radio station, I don't know if it's really more liberty-oriented than it is kind of conspiracy kooky, uh, but uh, th- it, certainly there's going to be some liberty theme shows on there, as, as I understand it. And the, the content of the station to me doesn't matter. What uh, matters most about this story is that you've actually got an example here of a pirate radio operator that is not bowing to the FCC. And that's what's most unusual here, is that usually when you've got somebody operating a pirate radio station and the FCC comes in and they come in with their notice, uh, notice of, uh, what is it, uh, notice of apparent operation or notice of intent, I don't know. They, they come in, they post a notice on your front door, they, uh, they knock on your door and they try to serve it to you personally, that kind of thing. And of course, you probably shouldn't talk to the agents uh, from the FCC if you are running a pirate radio station. But what could be the benefit? No, nothing at all. They, because they'll, well, you know, if you talk nice to them, they'll let you continue to no, broadcast. No, no, they won't. They won't. They want to find out who the operator is, and if you give them that information by talking to them, then they're going to go after you, uh, if it if it is you. So keep your mouth shut. But in this case, they did find out who she so is. The answer is, are you the property owner here? The answer is, I refuse to answer that question. The answer is, oh, you're with the government. Goodbye. <laughs> if you, you know, if it's not obvious, <laughs> had a guy do that uh, just uh, last week at my house. He, what's, what's that? I, well, I, a guy doing the assessments. I guess um, I had asked for the my, city or the yeah, town. The town. My wife had uh, asked uh, them to come out and reassess the house. They'd gotten ah. some information wrong. It's probably because I slammed the door in their face the last time they were there. Um, the <laughs> the guy. Uh, Knocks on the door. I open it. He says, are you the property owner? I said, I refuse to answer that question. Look at how can I help you? And he's like, well, I'm just here to measure the property, get some measurements. Da, 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 da. And he was very nice. So, I, of course, I, I held the little tape measure for him because I knew his measurements were wrong. Yeah. A- and um, he measured him and got new measurements. And that's fine. And he but treated, you didn't let him inside. He Actually, I, I, th- there was a reason that I wanted him to go inside because I don't have two bathrooms. I only mm. have one. Ah. Got an 800 square foot house with one bathroom, people. It's not like your amp dollars are going to support my high lifestyle. Right. So there's no privacy uh, in New Hampshire, apparently, when you have a home and you want to get it assessed correctly from the government people you have to let them inside otherwise they reserve the right to just make up whatever arbitrary amount they uh, they want to yeah it's crazy so uh so again back to the story here over at uh, the austin chronicle the lady that was running this pirate radio station she's been running it for a decade <laughs> this thing has been on the air for a long time and the fcc has been after them and they've uh, issued a $10,000 forfeiture for operating a station without a license. And they so they've, also- gi- they've been given a fine. Mm-hmm. And 
you know what what backs up this FCC fine I guess is the the question threats yeah you know it does I I don't know what they're gonna do it it should be interesting oh it absolutely will uh, because it's not, not only... this fine isn't issued by a court it's issued Correct. by the FCC that's right the FCC is it it has no power in that manner an agency that you didn't contract with that you didn't make any agreements with they could take it to court and then a judge might say that you have to pay $10,000 but then what's the big deal you pay the 10 if you want to pay the $10,000 if you're scared don't don't pay the $10,000 until the judge says so this is just some government bureaucrat who has no power. He has been elected by no one. Well, if you look over it now, we've got uh, some resources on our bulletin board system that uh, gives you information about operating your own radio station and things like that. And, it, and there's a website called Free Radio Berkeley that's run by a gentleman who's been involved in community pirate radio microbroadcasting for pretty much his entire adult life. And the guy's got a lot of experience. He's gone up against the FCC for a long time. And he basically says that most people don't challenge. Uh, they they just roll over. When the FCC comes after them, they roll over. They take their equipment off the air, and some of them actually pay the fines. Uh, he points out that if the FCC comes after you for these things, well, they are using intimidation tactics all the way down the line because they don't want to take this to court. The FCC does not want to go up against a, a pirate operator in court who's willing to stand up for themselves and stand up for freedom and free speech because the FCC, from what I understand— and I'm no lawyer, but from what I understand of what uh, Stephen Dunifer wrote about them is that uh, they really haven't had any kind of uh, court battle over a pirate radio station as far as the free speech grounds are concerned, and they're afraid of that. I, 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 they, they ought to be afraid of it, but um, you know, here's – the, the fact is, even if they hand out a fine, your average your average person is definitely going to shut the station down, right? Sure. Uh, the, the vast majority of people, once they get one of these cease and desist from the, the FCC, they're going to shut down. Or they're going to there's going to be a brief period of time while they think about it, and then they'll shut down. So they'll you know they might get messed with a little bit more. But if they get one of these fines, you're never going to know if they pay or not. So it's not like I, we even know if people pay. The FCC yeah. isn't going to trumpet from the t- uh, the rooftop that they got paid or that they didn't get this paid. Is true. Is all they care about is that that station goes away, and the right. fine is really just another intimidation tactic. It's it's a it's a threat. It's not even uh, you know who knows if these people even pay them because I think that most of them are ten thousand dollars. I don't. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd have a tough time coming up with ten grand. Yeah, dude. I might not pay them. <laughs> right. So, and uh, so, no, no, we do know the FCC does have the. Um, certainly, they have gone in and they've done armed raids and they've oh, confiscated yeah. equipment. Sure. So It's not to say that there's no risk involved here in running a pirate radio station, but I think that this particular story is incredibly useful because it shows that there are people that are willing to say no to these government bureaucrats and. This, uh, the lady running the station is is even in a better position because her tower is her antenna is on a tower that's on the property of an 84 year old man who is a former sheriff, and this guy's like, no way in hell am I taking this off the air. So not only is she saying she's not going to pay the guy, the uh, guy that owns the property that the antenna's on is also not going to pay the fine they issued him. Right, I think he's not going to pay the fine, but uh, actually the station has been taken off of his property. I oh think really? I think okay. he's gotten a little scared there. I didn't get the. I didn't get the. The notice of that but nonetheless uh, we'll see if we can get her maybe on the air to talk about what she's doing and how that's all working out for her well either way we'll keep an eye on things down there in austin of course if you're down in austin and you want to tell us what's going on please keep us in the loop 800-259-9231 uh, want to learn more about broadcasting and that sort of thing go to broadcast.lrn.fm to learn how you can uh, pick up the lrn feed and put it on the air in your local area it's free talk live 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's, helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of what happened today at school, try what was the best thing that happened today. The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The features are free, and they include news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the various different delivery options that we have. We've got email, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Pick one, pick them all, do whatever you want over at news.freetalklive.com. Get the uh, delivery method that works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. It's all free. Did you know Taryn Lupo from the LCL Report and Wheels Off Liberty supports his full-time activism by selling Liberty-themed jewelry? You support the ideas of liberty every time you buy some of his unique stuff. He also has he does custom work for just about anything you can dream up. You can find his designs at lclreport.com or join his fan group on Facebook. It's lclreport.com. Man, I see Taryn's jewelry everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> if if an activist is wearing a piece of jewelry, <laughs> odds are good Taryn Lupo created it. You're right. I mean, at be, least up here, people like it. Yeah. So lclreport.com. We continue and take your phone calls about what you want. Nico is in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nico. Nico, oh, I'm, in Illinois, I'm in Illinois, actually. Illinois. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I used to want to when I was little and a little bit um, naive. I guess I've always wanted to run a radio station. I think it would be cool to broadcast and have my um, peers and neighbors here, but. After I've learned of all the regulations and things like that, I've, I've ditched that idea, and I'm a um, licensed amateur, so I mean, I would jeopardize my license for that and stuff like that. So unfortunately, that will never come true for me. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, um, where where do you guys? Uh, I mean, don't have to give like a whole technical description or anything like, but um, what do you guys do as far as like live syndication on? online of your of your radio programs. Like, I've listened to the, the Liberty Radio Network, and it seems pretty seamless as far as going from the podcast to the shows and stuff like that. And I've kind of wondered that from kind of a technical background, or is there, any, like, any reading or something like that, if you don't want to go through it all on the air? I'm not sure if I understand your question. Um, like, basically, because, okay, for example, on the, the Liberty Radio Network, you do... Um, who, who runs it, first of all? Is it you or is it somebody else? I run that. Okay, you do. Um, so it's podcast most of the time. It's you know kind of like a feed of podcasts. But then, of course, it breaks into live feeds whenever there's a live show like Free Talk Live, right? That's correct. Um, yeah, there are a but, few different live shows on uh, LRN.FM. Uh, during the daytime, we actually have eight hours of live programming every weekday. Uh, we've got anti-war radio uh, during noon to three Eastern, and then uh, we've got er- Ernie, uh, Ernie Hancock's Declare Your Independence from five to seven, followed by Free Talk Live. 
So yeah, and in between all those live shows, we've got the the podcast loop that runs about a dozen different liberty-oriented podcasts, like uh, Stefan Molyneux's Freedom Wing Radio, uh, everything from that uh, to the folks over at Pork Therapy, Wheels Off Liberty, and more. So, but that wasn't your question. So go ahead. So I, I guess what I was asking is, um, and maybe I haven't listened long enough or at the right times, but how do you make it so seamless? From I mean, how do you make it to where one show doesn't just abruptly cut off and it goes into your live feeds and then also like oh we do abruptly cut off the uh, the podcast you? yeah that's the only maybe, way to maybe do I it listen at the right time then because it, it actually seemed pretty seamless well the only way to do, the only way to do it because podcasts the thing with podcasts is they are different lengths so podcasters aren't uh one of the things that's it's one of the things that's nice about doing a podcast is you can just Put your ideas down into an MP3 file or your show into an MP3, uh, distribute it, and nobody cares how long it is. Uh, you're, I mean, many podcasts are very short. Some of them are as short as uh, seven minutes long. Some of them are a little bit longer. But there's no consistency in the world of podcasting as far as their lengths are concerned. And so there's no way for me to, to program – as the program director – of LRN.FM, there's no way for me to, uh, to, without a lot of work on my part, to actually kind of fit uh, the podcast into an hourly kind of radio format schedule. So really the only way to deal with uh, breaking into live programming, because that live programming is going to start at a certain time every single day, is to literally just interrupt the podcast whenever it's uh, in the midst of playing and say, oh, we apologize for the interruption, but now we need to go to a live show. So that's, uh, that's how we do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess the reason I'm asking is because um, I've been interested in starting an internet um, radio station before, um, and I mean I've done like experiments before just with my own content and stuff like that. But I've never had enough content to, you know, make a 24-hour stream that would sure. be worth listening to. I mean, I don't just want to run automation of music and stuff like that. Um, so as far as like if you want to syndicate people and stuff like that, for example, if I wanted to syndicate Free Talk Live, um, would I have to just broadcast the feed and get the double delay from you and then broadcast it, casting the listeners and then how do you break for commercials or do you just have to like do all your affiliates rebroadcast your commercials uh you can and we let anybody who wants to take this show and put it on their internet radio station uh, so anybody that wants to take free talk live it's on a bunch of them as i understand it it's right? on a handful of, uh, of stations out there maybe about eight different internet uh, stations so, yeah, anybody that wants to do that can, and the way you would break for commercials is you'd have to figure out what the delay was on the uh, the MP3 stream and then program that uh, program some sort of automation software to go out and, and take care of that. And if you want to talk more about it, we can do that off the air. But thank you, Nico, for the call. I appreciate it. At 800-259-9231. Don't want to get too much into uh, technical radio details here. What's the difference between a bunch and a handful? Because to me, a bunch is however many uh, bananas come in a, in, in a group, a larger group of bananas. Yeah, so, maybe you're right. Maybe there's not I mean, the, to me a bunch is a I don't know bunch five, six, like seven, eight, nine. Me, but but a handful sounds like yeah, you're right. Maybe a handful is I don't know, Mark. It seems like it's minimizing it's my bunch. <laughs> Let's continue with your calls and go to Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, gentlemen. Hey, Dave from RidleyReport.com. Well, it sounds What's like your uh, arraignment didn't go too badly this morning. Well, it could have been worse, I suppose. Uh, I had a bail hearing slash arraignment this morning for when I was arrested last week uh, in the city council chambers for not submitting to a search of my property. Uh, I'm still not sure <laughs> what the heck was going on there, but nonetheless, uh, they were. They, I believe they illegally arrested me, but that doesn't matter because it was an arrest and that was a violation of uh, of the bail conditions that I was out on for the last time I was arrested which was also a violation of the bail conditions I was out on for the time before that that I was arrested because I've been arrested thrice now uh, this year. 
And uh, so they decided to put me on what is essentially house arrest. I mean, it's not really because I haven't been sentenced, but it's another bail condition basically saying that I can't leave after 6 o'clock at night. So from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., I am forced to stay here at the uh, the Liberty Radio Network studios. There oh, goes. no, that's not good. That's a first. What's a first? That's a first for any of our guys, I think, here in the state. Mm, I'm not positive. I feel like somebody's had a, a, a curfew before, but maybe it was just somebody I knew here in town, not uh, one of the, the more activist types. So yeah, it sucks. Well, I mean, basically, uh, the, you know, basically, I'm the state's bitch uh, at this point, and that's because not only am I uh, forced to be in my home uh, or on my property at that time, uh, but also they've made it so that a violation of us of an ordinance of a city ordinance can also violate my bail now. So if I, uh, you know, get a parking ticket, or if I'm jaywalking, or some other nonsense crap. Uh, they can uh, they can throw me back in jail for that. I know you were calling for a different reason, so hang on. Uh, more here with Dave from the Ridley Report. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever it is that's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Coming up still, we'll tell you about some strippers who are protesting a church. (laughs) A little turnaround there. Uh, We'll get you that if we can here. But, of course, your calls uh, take priority at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever is on your mind and dial in toll-free. Also, join us online at freetalklive.com where you can enjoy our listening options. Live streams, we've got them. Uh, whether you're looking at broadband or you need a dial-up flavor, we've got them for you, and they are totally free. Plus our webcam uh, that allows you to listen and watch, plus the listen lines. You can call in from any phone that can call long distance and listen around the clock. Again, uh, 24-7 streams available for you free over at listen.freetalklive.com. Hey, what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? Well, it's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. I mentioned uh, John Bush down in Austin, one of the uh, more visible liberty activists down that way, has been arrested today, apparently for uh, exercising his so-called freedom of speech. Uh, The cops didn't like that very much and hauled him away. He is still being held in jail, and I think that Facebook is probably the best place to get more information about what's going on there. But I was talking with John uh, before he was arrested a few, a few days ago, and he mentioned that a couple of a couple of people that he knows uh, down there in Austin have left. They have gone to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and he described them as some of the best activists 
uh, that he had down there. It, it happens. I um, said, that's the brain drain, John. It's, it's the Free State Project brain drain. Absolutely what's going to happen because people realize it makes perfectly good sense to them if they've been active at all for liberty, whether it's political, socially, uh, you know, media. They realize that you need to have a concentration to have an effect, especially in places where the cops are, you know, they don't let you <laughs> hand out Fiji information on the courthouse steps or whatever it is. They... Uh, Of course they're going to come to New Hampshire. Yep. So uh, come on up. Join the fun. Freestateproject.org. If you don't, you may may notice that the the liberty scene is actually getting a little weaker in your area because other people are leaving your area and coming up here. So jump on the bandwagon. freestateproject.org 800-259-9231. Okay, start your own bandwagon (laughs) and come to New Hampshire on it. Let's go back to David in New, or Dave rather in New Hampshire. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. Uh, you made the move a, a long time ago. You're one of the earliest movers. Yeah, uh, but I got a question. What, what was was John Bush arrested for? Something he did or said this week? Uh, it was just today. He was arrested today in uh, Texas. I'm not sure where in Texas, but he was arrested uh, for speech. I believe it was on a college campus, but I don't have all the details at this time. So it was, he was arrested for something he did today, allegedly. For free speech, I believe it was free speech today, which uh, clearly wasn't very free because they've now put him in a jail cell. Okay, they weren't arresting for him for, for something he said earlier. Uh, I'm, not sure what, I'm not sure what earlier would be, but I know he was arrested today, and it looked like he was arrested. Uh, again, I, I'm not sure what all the details are. It sounds perhaps. like your source kind of stinks here, Dave, so I think you should drop it. Perhaps uh, <laughs> just, someone who knows. Asking. I don't have any idea. This is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, right, right. Perhaps right. someone who knows more could call and uh, enlighten us as to what actually transpired. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, the thing I wanted to update you guys on is that it's, it's raining podcast in New Hampshire. Really? Do tell. There's a... Uh, uh, the, you guys may already be familiar with NHLibertyRadio.org that set up a couple months yep. ago. And then the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance has a guy, I don't know if it's an official New Hampshire Liberty Alliance podcast, but a guy is basically doing a podcast that's at least loosely affiliated with them. They'll be focusing on New Hampshire politics. What's it called? I think it's... Uh, nhlibertypodcast.org, but I'm not sure. So these are good ways, uh, getting on board with listening to some of these podcasts might be good ways for folks that are out there around the country and around the world to kind of tap in a little further into what's going on up here. Obviously, there are a lot of great web resources. Uh, Clearly, uh, we talk fairly often about what happens in New Hampshire, but if you really want uh, the details, the skinny on uh, the activism up here, uh, listening to a show that's dedicated to that sort of thing might be useful. Yeah. And I've got a podcast of my own, too, that I put up about a week ago, and it's uh, RidleyReport.automatic.com. RidleyReport.automatic.com. So you're making, uh, you're doing specific audio podcasts. You're not just taking an audio track from your video file. You're actually doing these specifically for uh, for podcast listeners? Right. It's unique. It's just it's separate content from what's on the on the YouTube channel. Neat. I think that's pretty cool. I, I have uh, honestly yet to have a chance to listen to one of them, but I, I would like to uh, down the line, maybe after you've been, uh, as, as I mentioned to you uh, privately, that uh, you know, we at uh, the Liberty Radio Network, LRN.FM, uh, do require that our, our shows be producing for a certain period of time before they are considered for, for on-air, because we want to make sure people are serious about it. They don't just start and then stop a few weeks later, so... World's full of podcasts that, uh, you know, the best intentions. Not that I don't think you aren't serious, Dave. I think you probably are very serious because you're a professional. But nonetheless, I look forward to uh, seeing your show develop and uh, get more popular over time. Well, the idea is to have something that's got bite-sized files that are, I mean, people can easily determine what the subject matter is going to be 
and if they don't like it, they just hit the skip button. It's like, I don't know about anybody else, but my, my iPod, I can't even fast forward within the file. So uh, if I'm listening to a long file and there's a boring subject, there's nothing I can do about it. Hmm. But I figure with small files, you just jump to the next topic, and I'll try to read the topic at the beginning of each uh, podcast. So designed to fill a little bit separate niche so, from some of the other podcasts out there. So your iPod can't fast forward? No, mine can't fast forward in the file. Huh. I think a lot of cheaper ones are that way, but I I'm, see. No, I'm no expert on iPods. Gotcha. All right, very good. Either so way, can, can people get to it just by going to RidleyReport.com? Is there a link there? Yes, if you go to RidleyReport.com, you'll see All right. the link. Fantastic. Dave, anything else you want to share? Anything exciting that you've noticed going on around here in New Hampshire these days? Well, I had another uh, brainstorm just as I was listening to your show about an hour ago. I think it was yesterday's show when Ty called in uh, from the South. I don't remember which state. Yeah, I, I, I remember the call. He was talking about, I guess, how about the, the potential uh, withering away or downfall of uh, of the nation state, or you know, getting where a nation state starts to become more rare, you know, like a kingdom is. Uh, and that sort of made me think that uh, you know, there is going to come a point in time, probably in the U.S., where the existing authorities temporarily, briefly collapse in some form or fashion, and something's going to come up in their place. Uh, and I don't really know what we can do about that, but it's just going to be a very brief moment, and we're going to have to be ready for it when it comes to do something to keep chaos from reigning and, and dictatorship from, from taking over, uh, you know, in, in place of what we have now. Well, I think the best one of the best things we can do is talk as much as we can about secession, not just on our uh, our podcasts or our radio shows or our video product, but also in person to the people that we know in real life and the, the folks that aren't necessarily activists to just start putting those ideas in their heads. Uh, look, hey, the, this United States thing is a failed experiment, uh, and it's not going to last much longer. Wouldn't it make sense to get out before the crash and start to start really talking about secession? I think that's one of the most important ideas of our time. At the start, if you think about it, you know, that was successfully achieved in former Yugoslavia by almost all of the republics. They were able to secede and they maintained pretty much the sim- similar governments to what they had before. Um, so you didn't have the central Belgrade authority anymore. You just had the, you, know, you just had Zagreb and Sarajevo and uh, Ljubljana. And so but that <laughs> didn't really work out that well for the people that lived in those places. Even now with peace breaking out, there's some improvement, but those countries don't have much freedom. And the, the um, I don't know, the thought that I had, that the tie sort of sparked in me was that maybe there's a way to just immediately move large numbers of people to to a two-off system just by doing it themselves. A two-off like, system? You just, you, just, you just pick a leader. You just say, you know what, I'm in this place and we don't know who's in charge. I'm going to pick someone to be in charge of me, or I'm going to be in charge of a two-off myself. Hmm. I don't uh, want to tell anybody what to do, though, and I don't want to be told no, what to do. you don't. Uh, maybe, yeah, I know, but the idea of a two-off system is that uh, there's as many different leaders as you want. This is what this is what prevailed in medieval Iceland. Uh, you you just pick whatever leader you want, and that's that's the government. Now there's multiple competing governments in the same location, hopefully competing peacefully. Very good, Dave. Thanks for the call. That's certainly an idea that deserves, I think, perhaps to be fleshed out a little bit more. See how exactly that would work. In the meantime, I think more people can understand the idea of just seceding from the United States. It's been tried before, but it wasn't done peacefully. So let's try it that way. Yeah. I think that uh, more likely the United States is just crashing its own weight. It, well, it seems like that's inevitable, but insolvency. Let's uh, be prepared and put, people's, uh, put the idea of being independent in people's heads. Yeah. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the future, uh, the features rather on the site for free, including the webcam. You can go there and enjoy that at cam.freetalklive.com. Chat with other listeners, too, because our chat room is built into the same page, so you can watch, listen, and interact over at cam.freetalklive.com. And by the way, if you want to help support the show, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of the profits that Amazon normally makes. So it's the same great prices, same great Amazon service and selection. It's just that you're entering through our portal, and so Amazon is cutting us a percent, uh, actually more like 7 or 8%. It's pretty awesome. Thanks to uh, Amazon. Thanks to you for shopping there at amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, David is in New Hampshire, not Dave, as uh, earlier in New Hampshire, a different David. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, David. I have um, one thing I want to say is the charges with the drinking of the water in the council meeting, those will get dropped. I'm pretty sure those are going to get dropped. It's, it's stupid if they don't get dropped. Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, the question is, although when... they are abusing you in the interim, yes, they are by, by forcing me to stay in my home from six p.m. to six a.m. That's uh, the price I have to pay to not be in a jail cell right now because of the the bail violation. So, yeah, they should be dropped, and I put in a motion to dismiss them. Uh, however, that doesn't mean they'll dismiss it. And otherwise, if they're not dropped, or if they are dropped at the very end of all this, if they're dropped right before the trial, which is what we've seen them do in the past, they'll kind of make you sweat it out all the way up till the the date of the trial. If they uh, aren't dropped until then, then that means I'll probably be out on these uh, bail conditions with a curfew of 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. until then. Yeah, they, they probably just want to yank you around. Sure they, they do. They're jerks. Um, and I, I personally think the Keene Police Department and the Keene ju- judge, juries, all that system is uh, is uh, corrupt. Oh, well, they're uh, pretty much have. all corrupt across the country. I mean, it's, what's happening in Keene, New Hampshire is not unusual as far as what goes on elsewhere. It's just that they're not getting away with as much uh, because the, the attention is pay, being paid to them. The cameras are on, the recording devices are on, and so they can't get away with the same kind of stuff that some of the other departments Yeah, they, they know can. they've used that the, uh, the disorderly con- They know that they have used disorderly conduct in an illegal fashion here. Courts have slapped this down in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably going to slap it down this time is all they have to do is i mean we had a lawyer show us uh, you know in in the, uh, the the law how they're not doing it properly and well they don't care what are they going to lose nothing nothing i mean there's a possibility of maybe countersuing or something like that but i don't know how i feel about that i know a lot of people are encouraging me to do it uh, i just don't know how i feel about that you could do that but that just means engaging with the corrupt idiots even further yeah yeah i would you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. But at the same time, they are taking away any chance I have at uh, having a nightlife. I mean, I, I can't leave my house. Yeah, you're single these days, too. That's, uh, that's a real uh, creep in your style. <laughs> <laughs> like I was out there doing anything with that. Uh, but anyway. Um, 
Go ahead, David. Can I just say one or two? Um, with that um, uh, jury nullification, I was curious when you all did, did that. Would it be? Would somebody be welcome to be there when oh, that Oh, absolutely. Happened? Yeah, we normally have, uh, for our listeners that aren't aware, uh, one of the things that is, is done fairly often up here in New Hampshire, and not just in Keene, but it's starting to spread across the state. I think the folks up in Grafton have been doing it now for about a year. In Keene, it's been going on for a solid two years. And uh, basically, once a month, we go out in front of the local courthouse and hand out jury nullification information to all the potential jurors and anybody that's coming in uh, to the courthouse that particular morning. And it usually only lasts about 45 minutes, so it's a quick activism. Uh, it'll get you up bright and early in the morning, get uh, in front of people's faces and get the ideas of jury nullification. That is meaning that a juror should be informed of their right to actually vote not guilty in a case because of their feeling about the law, not the facts of the case, but to actually say not guilty because this law sucks. I mean, that's really what a juror can do, and it's, it's one of the powers they have that the government people want to hide from the jurors. They don't want the jurors to know this information, and that's why Julian Heichlin has been arrested at almost every single f- uh, federal courthouse he's been at trying to get this FIJA information into people's hands. So what I'd recommend for you, David, is that you visit calendar.freekeen.com, and then you can get a list of uh, when these things happen. It's, it's, I think it's the first Monday of every month here in Keene, but it's different across the country, certainly. Uh, but a good way to, to do this, if you're not in, uh, certainly in the Keene area, if you want to start this in your local area, is to contact your local uh, superior court or wherever it is they have jury trials in your area and find out what is the schedule. How often do they have it? You'll find that in a bigger city, they may be having jury selection once every week, once every other week. Uh, in a smaller place like we are here in Keene, New Hampshire, it's once a month. So uh, you can, and in fact, some months they don't even, some months they just call it off because there aren't any jury trials because so many people take plea bargains, etc. But you basically, you find out when the trials are, are, when the selections rather are going to be, what times the jurors have to be there. So it's usually a certain time window in which uh, they open the doors at, for instance, here it's 8 a.m. They open up the doors and the jurors are supposed to be inside by 8.30. So basically we get there 10 minutes before 8 and then we stay another, you know, 10 or so minutes past 8.30 to make sure that we can hit absolutely every single person that is uh, is showing up for jury detail that particular day. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you've got I internet actually, access, right, David? You can go to calendar.freekeen.com. Yeah, I can get to it. That's not a problem. Very good, we'll sir. Do. Thank you. Appreciate the call right. tonight. 800-259-9231. Getting locals active. Yeah, that's right. And that's, of course, one of the things that the local government people are pretty concerned with. They don't want these ideas getting out. They don't want people hearing about the ideas of freedom because the more people understand what liberty is, the more likely they are to get fed up with the crap that they're being fed from government and actually stand up and do something about it. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to find somebody that's happy with the way government's going. Even, you know, no, even even the people in it understand that it's an inefficient organization that, uh, you know, is run very poorly by mm-hmm. people that have no responsibility for their own actions. Of course, people think you have to have that. We continue here with your calls. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Gentlemen. Frank, what's Good on evening, your mind? Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask uh, uh, you what type of uh, sleeping accommodations you have at the radio station with the probation ruling. Do you have a comfortable futon or <laughs> just a military cot? Or <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's all right. I've got a, I've got a bed. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. The reason why I'm calling is I've been <clears throat> looking over some of the uh, last 10 years, the uh, restrictive 
uh, anti-civil rights bills, including the Homeland Security Act 1 and 2, the, or Patriot Act 1 and 2, Homeland Security and Military Commissions Act of mm-hmm. uh, February 2006. And I was wondering, you know, with the New Hampshire Free State Project, are you guys aware that you're uh, in a constitution-free zone? Oh, yeah, yeah, the 100-mile... Uh, due, yeah, due to the Homeland Security Act and the fact that about 100... In 97, or probably now with the illegal uh, immigrants uh, entering the country, probably over 202 million people live in an area 100 mm-hmm. miles from either the coasts or the national borders. Yeah, this Canada is something that the, the ACLU proclaimed a couple years ago, the That's Constitution correct. Free Zone. And basically the United States federal government is claiming that within 100 miles from any of the borders, and that includes the, the coastlines, uh, right. That within a hundred miles, that uh, basically the Constitution doesn't apply, and they'll search and seize, and they'll do whatever the heck it is they want to do, stop you at checkpoints, uh, shake you down, that kind of thing. And and people yeah. that live the, people that live within uh, like more, it's happening more to uh, the actual northern and southern borders so where they actually coastlines where they actually do have the checkpoints set up, and they have roving checkpoints and things like that. So uh, yeah, that, yeah, I'm well aware of that, Frank. Well, here in New York, we have that as well. I mean, we have uh, security uh, all over the place, and even on the bus or subway, the police, if they choose to, can stop you to go through your backpack or your briefcase uh, and things. But, uh, no, it's very interesting. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that had any effect on the Free State Project, considering no, that it really isn't a free state. Well, with that well, none of them are free states, Frank. <laughs> the, uh, none of them are free states. The New, Ham- New Hampshire is one of the most free, if not the most free state of all the 50 states uh, by different metrics. Uh, so, yeah, it hasn't. I don't think it's really affected us too much. The, sometimes activists will find out where one of the uh, these roving checkpoints is, and they'll tell everybody, and then several of them will go through to, to screw with them. That's about it. There are it. about 500 of them, according to the uh, uh, FEMA. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> so know that. So they have about never... 500 of them. And then with other provisions of the uh, uh, Patriot Act and Homeland Security, one and two, they can also go into any other part of the country and sort of uh, suspend on suspicion, you know, the constitutional uh, Bill of Rights and things. I was well yeah. aware of this. Pretty sure that's already ago, been suspended. But, I mean, it's it's just there for uh, pandering purposes. Decoration. They teach it to school kids. It's fun. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting because having studied the Pittsburgh G20 event last year at this time, uh, when the police, you know, when the uh, police rioted, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there's no need to be apologizing. Uh, You can finish your thoughts here in 10 seconds. Uh, That's all right. (laughs) Listen, uh, good luck. and uh, Call us again about the police riots. We appreciate it. We've got to get some more folks here that are waiting patiently. Hour number three is next. Your calls as well about whatever's on your mind. Thanks, Frank. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come... Hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com.
This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features on the site there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their websites, we give it away, freetalklive.com. And we go right back into your phone calls. That is the point of the program. If we get a chance, we'll tell you about the strippers who are protesting a church here in a little bit. But your calls come first. Let's talk to Brian in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. How are you guys doing? Brian, what's on your mind tonight? Not too much. I was driving to school this morning and um, listening to one of the local radio stations. And they mentioned your protest at the City Hall way out here in California. Oh, yeah. Was it NPR or a different station? No, it was actually uh, it was local, it was KFI, the local uh, station. Just a new, quick news That's a story, big but, station. Uh, that is huge. Did they mention Free Keen? No, it didn't. They no. didn't mention Free Keen or the Free State Project, which I found was disappointing, but... You're definitely stirring up something. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been great. Of course, you're talking about the drinking game, the city council drinking game that happened last week on Thursday. Sam uh, from the Obscure Truth Network and I, as well as another uh, lady activist, Monica, were arrested uh, for so-called disorderly conduct. And the allegation was that we were somehow being rowdy. One of the a- I think it was the AP story or one of the stories out there said that we were being rowdy <laughs> during the meeting. Well, one would would get that with a drinking game. I mean, ra- drinking games and rowdiness tend to go together. Wasn't the case we were quietly nope. enjoying our beverages in a uh, district in the uh, county chambers or the rather the city uh, council chambers wherein the councilors and audience are allowed to have drinks and i just i'd like to ask uh, th- this of you did the ap when they put this article out that said that you were rowdy did they attempt to get a hold of you and no. ask you questions no what that's the- because that's what news is deteriorated to yeah. in this country they just write crap that they saw other uh, you know, people write. They don't check any facts. They don't do anything. Well, they t- make their own stuff up. Now, t- t- Toronto Sun, though, got it. Uh, did a good job. They actually took the story. I mean, they, these are all boiled down. Is basically what's happening. And Being it, rowdy isn't boiled down. No, what I'm talking about is what they do is they take information from an existing news source, like the local newspaper, the Keen Sentinel, and they boil the article down to much shorter than its original form. And uh, then there somehow things get messed up even in the process. Of course, the local newspaper sometimes makes a few mistakes as well. Um, and so those mistakes. Well, the local get- newspaper is owned by the ex-mayor, and so I mean it makes perfectly good sense. Uh, you know, it's obviously a I didn't know that. That's interesting. That's as, uh, as I understand it, it's it's owned by his wife. But the Toronto Sun actually uh, did a good job. They they actually bothered to go to freekeen.com and actually look from our perspective. They didn't interview anybody, but they actually looked some of our blog posts and they, they quoted uh, Brad Jardis's blog post regarding the uh, the incident. So to the to Toronto's credit, so uh, the best coverage we got outside of New Hampshire was from another country. Basically, the, the rest of the, the rest of the coverage around uh, the United States wasn't so great, but it was it was coverage, and I'll take it. You know, I, I'm I'm not concerned about what the publicity is as long as we're getting uh, publicity. And this is uh, this may be the first internationally covered story that has happened here in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. So our little drinking game has uh, has made it big, and it should be interesting to see what happens next week as the drinking game returns. Uh, from what I understand, there's there's talk amongst the activists uh, that it will be coming back. Uh, next time around. In fact, I heard, I've heard rumor that one of the local uh, former uh, military veterans will be showing up in his military garb uh, in the uniform that uh, he at one time wore and participating. Now they're going to have in, to arrest a vet? That'll be yeah, awesome. Yeah, participating in the drinking game. Having some water. <laughs> the drinking game is just water. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people had some non-alcoholic beer. But nonetheless, it was all legal. What, what was being uh, consumed was legal by the city's own uh, rules. 
So it should be interesting to see what transpires next time around. Uh, but go ahead, Brian. You, you heard it on the radio. Uh, was, was it just during the news segment, basically? Yeah, it was just the news segment. I mean, the uh, segment started off with the mayor of Keene, New Hampshire, doesn't like people drinking in city council meetings or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, they the did. first time I've heard Free State Project uh, activism on the radio station there, though. Um, they also mentioned, I remember about a year ago, something to do with open carry. That's pretty cool, man. Thanks for the heads up on that. Anything else you want to share tonight? Well, yeah, there's one issue that's going out here in California where one of these small towns here in Southern California, it's completely engulfed in, uh, by Los Angeles as well. The city managers and all of them, they gave themselves giant pay, like about a million and a half with 28 weeks of vacation. The good job you can get it. Is so this Bell? Bother, it's Bell, yeah. Yeah, this, this place is a disaster. Go on. But what's been happening now is, I mean, all the, uh, you know, all, all the safeguards, the guardians of the people, people like Jerry Brown, that paragon of small government, have been trying to, you know, make political hay out of this. You know, and I think what's probably going to end up happening is we're going to have another layer of state regulation overseeing all the cities, making sure that they're, you know, state-funded, uh, you know, everything's in order. We're going to have more regulations defending the, the thieves. The when thieves do you leave? The hen out. <laughs> I was out there for the Liberty Forum earlier this year, and, well, you know, life... Uh, Will sometimes, you know, take you where it will, but um, can't make it out there yet. Yep. Very good. Good luck out there. Appreciate hearing from you tonight, Brian, at 800-259-9231. If you want to hear the NPR report, I don't know if KF, I doubt KFI probably archives their stuff, but the NPR, uh, it was about 28 seconds that they were reporting on uh, the Freaking City Council drinking game that's available. You can go to com. We link to some of the international coverage, including the NPR report. Somebody emailed me a link to that this morning saying something like, as I was driving to work, I almost spit out my coffee as I heard about uh, Keen, Freaking activism. You know, I just NPR. don't. I don't know when the bureaucrats around here are going to figure out that they're do they're playing into the hands of the activists. They're doing exactly what the activists ha- expect them and want them to do. And what did it result in? Look, if the if the activists had been allowed to drink their water from brown bottles in the uh, in the Keene City Council chambers, would it have made national news? No, probably not. No, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. It would have laid there flat, and, and and nothing would have happened. But no, they went ahead and did it. They went ahead, broke their own laws, made crap up, sent the chief of police out to uh, to, to arrest him. I mean, you know, the mayor—they're going to get called up on stands. They can't—they can't actually yeah. do anything because they're going to get called to the witness stand. The mayor, the chief of police, the the, the city manager, the county attorney—everybody's going to get called just for this dumb, disorderly conduct. They can't right. do. It's nonsense. Oh, and they made it into Class A misdemeanors, too. The the paperwork that I was originally given was checked off as a Class B. Which means you can get a jury trial. Which means I can get a jury trial. And from what I learned today when I was in court in front of the robed man, he explained it to me that uh, it works a couple different ways. Who'd you get? Burke? Burke. Uh, he explained to me that it works a couple different ways. You can either uh, take – you can either go through the trial process in the district court with mm-hmm. just the judge – and be found guilty and then appeal that and get a what they call a de novo jury trial out of the superior court, which means it'll be new, de novo meaning new, yes. uh, starting from scratch. Just to see how it goes, right? So basically, or the other way is you can um, you can put in a plea of not guilty, which I never plea. I, I, whenever they ask me for a plea, I won't participate in that. So they always just put in a not guilty plea by default. So that's already in. 
and then accept a guilty finding. And I said, well, I'm not going to accept your guilty finding. He said, well, you don't have to. It's just you know part of the process, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll schedule it for a, a trial, a jury trial as well. But if you go with the first option, it seems like they tip their hand. They have to show you their, all their evidence, and they call up all the witnesses, and you question them. And then you get to do it all over again. Yeah, then you can hassle them anew. Right. De novo. Right. <laughs> so we get a second time to call up the mayor and call up all these guys, and uh, it'll they be They aren't going to do it. They're not going to do it. They'd be absolute blithering idiots to do that. They may very well be. We'll find out. I hope you're right, Mark. I hope they just decide to drop the charges, but they know they, they do can... surprise me anew, de novo, all the time with their, with their <laughs> idiocy. And, and it's like they it, it's like they're on our side. We, we in kind of a weird way. huh? Hmm. I don't know about that. I think they're just incompetent. They don't know how to deal with it. They, they know that if they flex their might and they uh, they get tough and they crack down, usually that turns people away usually it dissuades people but in this case uh them putting me in uh, on basically house arrest and here for uh, basically for the rest of the year till the trial uh is going to upset more people and and hopefully people are going to move their uh, their their schedule up to get here sooner rather than later i know that every time an activist is arrested every time the state government people use force against peaceful people and it is publicized we hear from folks People say, you know what, I was going to move in a few years, but now I'm going to move in another year. Can, so uh, we'll Kent move State sooner. radicalized a nation, a generation. Kent, Kent State radicalized a generation. And these aren't Kent State. Nobody's no. gotten hit by a volley Thank of bullets. Goodness. Thank goodness. But these are small bits of, of, of activism that do radicalize people. And that's their only thing. If we can get a few hundred activists to Keene, New Hampshire, it's curtains for the government. More coming up, 800-259-9231. And they're scared. They and their supporters are uh, pretty frightened about this, and they're very upset that Keene was chosen to be a free place. More coming up, Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You'll find a lot of features there, and you'll find that they're free, including our shrine of female listeners. The dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo to prove they are indeed listeners of this program, or validated video, that works too. You can go there and uh, see it for yourself, and if you're a lady listener, get involved at shrine.freetalklive.com. John Shaw and Osborne from Think Twice Productions team up once again with the mighty Stefan Molyneux to present a brand new epic video, The Sunset of the State. See it now at thinktwicenews.com. It's thinktwicenews.com. All right, we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Devin is on the line in New York. Devin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, I was, I was just wondering, um, what's your thoughts on the show South Park? South Park, uh, it's a show that's created by a couple of guys who I believe self-describe, at least one of them, if not both, uh, self-describe as, as or have in the past as libertarian. And uh, from what I understand, there are a number of liberty-oriented themes that are presented. I've seen a few of the episodes that uh, I definitely took note of that. Uh, I'm not uh, somebody that watches every single one. I've probably only seen a, a maybe five to ten episodes in the history of the show, but um, I, I've liked what I've seen so far. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot of um, topics that they get into that are like um, current events, and 
you know, I, I like that. And, you know, it's with the times and a lot of people, you know, may relate to some episodes. Oh, absolutely. It's it's liberty-oriented. In a lot of cases, it's li- very liberty-oriented commentary mixed in amongst a, a, a crass, rude, fun cartoon. Uh, it certainly is that. Cartoon. <laughs> so I think it's important from that perspective. Anything else you want to share tonight? Um, well, no. Nah, All right. Nah, thanks nah, for the call. Appreciate it, Devin. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Mike in Missouri. Another great liberty-oriented television show is Penn & Teller's B.S., Highly recommend that one as well. A little more cerebral than uh, than South Park, but uh, I think I, I think Penn and Teller Penn might know those guys. I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure the Liberty guys in Hollywood kind of uh, pal around to some extent. Because you think the guys from South Park live in Hollywood? I don't have any. You idea. could draw those silly pictures anywhere. This is true. I don't know if they even draw them anymore. I think they're all just computer uh, computer art, and they just kind of program them to do what they want them to. Maybe. Anyway, we continue uh, with Mike in Missouri. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Mike in St. Louis. Mike in St. Louis. Hello there. Beautiful. How are you guys doing? What's on your mind tonight, Mike? Uh, I had a, uh, wanted to call in about a uh, welfare check cop story. Okay. Lay it on. Oh, boy. Uh, they, Mark had been talking about that at another another time. And uh, I, my grandmother is 90 years old. She lives uh, in a small town outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm from. And I guess this is kind of a cop story where they, not that they did something they shouldn't have done, but they didn't do something that they should have done, which is... She's in bad health. My sister had tried to get a hold of her, couldn't, came down there. She didn't have a key to get in, called the police and said, hey, something's wrong. You need to get in there. The guy refused to to kick the door in or or whatever, you know, he needed to do to get in. He would not do it. Well, most of the time when we hear a welfare check story, uh, usually the cops end up killing somebody. So I suppose it could have been worse. Uh, but, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm just, I just kind of, you know, a lot of the things since I've been listening, to you guys have made me think. I've been listening to a lot of uh, the audio books you made available and things, and, okay. and it's just a guy that lived next door who, who she's known for years. She lived in this house for, she still lives there for, mm-hmm. you know, forty five plus years. He had to come in. He kicked the door in. He came in there. She had fell in the bathtub, oh. and she was holding her head above water barely. Oh, she was in goodness. bad shape. Oh, and gosh. don't you know, as soon as he got in, those cops just acted like they were superheroes. Oh, so they hung around until the neighbor came in and oh, did it? Oh, yeah. The, the, the neighbor guy looked at him and said, what the heck, what the heck is wrong with you? What, what? And he just went on in. And then after they assessed the situation, asked actually what was going on inside then, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, move aside so we can do our job. Step aside, citizen. Thank we goodness. will take care of this drowning lady. Yes, thank goodness we're here. Good thing you <laughs> called us. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I just thought I'd share that because, like, it's, yep. I know I hear a lot of stories about, and I've seen a lot of things with, with police that they don't always do, or they're always doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And I've had good run-ins with cops here and there. Sure, sure. But, you know, you've got a guy here who I couldn't even, I was thinking, why in the heck wouldn't he do that? I mean, usually they're all for kicking the door in. You know? Great question. You should ask him. Hard to answer that question. <laughs> uh, no I know, comment. but I just thought I'd just share it, you know. Hey, thanks for sharing that story. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I have one uh, general question. Sure. Um, what uh, It would be good for the, the website, because I frequent it now, to maybe put like a list, like a reading list out there, because I'm like really interested in this stuff. I've been reading a lot and mostly listening a lot to audiobooks. 
Absolutely. Yep. You know, just a good, uh, like, a comprehensive list of things of liberty-minded, you know. Things. We have a list. Yeah. It's not uh, particularly comprehensive. Uh, let's see. Where is that? The Path of Liberty. If you uh, go to freetalklive.com under Learn More, there's the Path of Liberty. That has a few suggestions on it. There's also the link to the audiobooks there. Uh, so that does actually exist. And if you want to find a detailed list of books that a whole bunch of people have recommended, I would go to the Free Talk Live bulletin board system at bbs.freetalklive.com and, and okay. search for books. Uh, you'll yeah, likely that, find a whole bunch I of I listen to some, uh, some Lysander Spooner, and I mean, that stuff is just eye-opening. Indeed. You know, we I mean, some, some authors will advertise on the show, too. Often uh, liberty-oriented books will be advertised on the show. Keep an ear out for them. Usually you won't hear them advertised too long, too long because authors tend to have not big, not very big budgets. But I'm, I'm reading one right now called uh, Progress, a Novel, which is, is turning out to be pretty good. Okay, well, that's good because I'm really interested in, like I said, uh, I mean, you got a guy like that Spooner guy way back when saying that stuff. And, you know, you just weren't brainwashed that way yep it's old they're old ideas quote-unquote american so you hear it and it's just like wow well said sir i appreciate the logic that can't be refuted but yeah you guys are doing a great job i appreciate you taking my call thanks mike and as i say the information is there just look under learn more on the free talk live website and thank you for the call tonight i appreciate it there's there's a lot of stuff on the free talk live uh, website and you know it can't all be on the front page so indeed it'd be a big front page so dig around you'll find neat stuff and it's thanks to listeners like you who've created most of the content for our site at freetalklive.com as we continue taking your calls about what you want going to andrew in pennsylvania you're on free talk live hello andrew Andrew? hello hey you're on the air what's on your mind hey uh yeah i'm calling because uh i've listened to you guys for a couple months now and i think that i have a pretty good idea of you know where you guys are coming from and stuff okay great so i've been trying to like I've been trying to get involved in my local government and stuff, like trying to, like, maybe not get involved, but pretty much defy the system, I guess. But Hmm. recently, I guess I had a chance to. I got a parking ticket that I clearly uh, violated, but I didn't go along with it. And, uh, you know, weeks gone by, and they tacked on another $100 to the fine. So now it's like 120 bucks. Yeah, well, around here, the worst fine you can get for parking is, I think, thirty-five bucks, and that's after you just giving it a long different time. Different places are different. Yeah. Different. Things. Well, what's it, where are you in? Is it, you say Philly, or where are you at? No, I'm, I'm in a small town. In a small town. Jeez. I'll tell you what, I want you to tell the rest of your story, if you don't mind. Hang on. Ian. Yeah, I don't recommend just ignoring parking tickets. Uh, Ian, you might uh, go for that, but not me. I'm not going to just not recognize that these pe- dangerous people have put a piece of pa- paper on my car saying that they're liable to take it away from me. Um, I'm no, going fi- to fight it in, in court. You went and challenged it right out the gate, and then they dropped the charge. Yeah. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. Hopefully Andrew will finish his story, and we'll talk to you about anything. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is 
Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Our webcam brought to you by the folks at MemoryDealers.com. You can enjoy the webcam for free, and you can chat with other listeners. The chat room's built into the same page, so watch, listen, chat over at cam.freetalklive.com and know that memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking manufacturers, so equipment manufacturers like Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also often offer rather customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, visit MemoryDealers.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Andrew, listening in Pennsylvania, you'd begun to tell us a story, Andrew. Are you still with us? Yep. All right. So you are in a small town in Pennsylvania. You got a parking ticket and you did nothing. And now they have increased the fine to, what was it, $120? Yeah, about 120 bucks. All right, and when did this uh, when did this transpire? Well, it's, I think it's about like two and a half weeks ago now. So, and I just got a letter in the mail saying that from the judge, you know, saying that this a, a list of different options that I can take, you know, recommended by them. But I was I was kind of calling to see what you guys recommend me to do from here. Well, uh, like what are they? Try s- to clog up their system. Maybe, I don't. Know. What are they? What are they uh, suggesting that will happen to you? Well, I think some of the options it says, you know, they, I could offer a plea bargain. I don't understand. I don't understand all these legal terms, really. I'm just going to try Sure, to it's hard to understand their it, stuff. Really. It's very confusing. Well, uh, here, I'll give you s- s- some advice. If they give you the option of taking it to court, I would try to have them prove that you parked the car. Do okay. you own the car? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, and, and it's in your name, registered in your name? Yeah. Okay. So I would uh, have them prove that you, in fact, parked the car. Well, that presumes that there – Mark, that presumes that there is some sort of requirement in their rules to to have that being uh, the case to be able to issue I can tell you there's a rule in their – there's a requirement in their rule that the cop put a boot on his car. I don't know what you mean by that. They're going to take the kid's car away. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know if he's going to win that case. If if he may or may not win. Well, wait a minute. If you take it to trial, are they going to hit you with court costs? Yeah. Yeah. See, Mark. That's that's one of the things that 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 might work here in New Hampshire, where you're not necessarily going to get hit with court costs to go up and just take it to trial. But in in Pennsylvania, there, if he goes in and goes for not guilty and takes it to trial, and whatever his approach is, if he loses, uh, then then you're looking at maybe a few hundred dollars more in court costs. It's crazy. Uh, I I my recommendation is that it is a mistake to make a stand like this anywhere but New Hampshire. Uh, I think that you should pay it and 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 just go on with your life. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I completely agree with you, but I, I kind of can't move up there yet for a couple of years. So sure. I'm trying to do what I can down well, here. Well, I would. What I would do. <laughs> is, here's what. Here's what do. I recommend you do um, while you're down there. Do uh, as little to get on the radar of the government as possible. When you do become on the radar, give them as little money as you right. possibly can. React quickly if that's what it takes in order to give them money, because that uh, extra money that you're going to be giving them now. Is money that you're not putting away to make your move to New Hampshire. Absolutely. I was uh, pulled over for a speeding ticket down in Florida as I was a member of the Free State Project and wanted to move to New Hampshire, and I just, you know, I paid it. I went ahead and, and, and did it. 
because uh, I didn't want to make a stand down there. What would the point be? <laughs> Me standing up for a speeding ticket or a parking ticket or whatever and, and making a stand in court and, and going through all those processes would do nothing in the long run to advance liberty down there because I'm going to leave. You know, I, I was planning on leaving. Yeah. So what good? It's not going to change anything. The, the system is going to crumble because one person makes a stand. You have to have multiple people standing up for freedom in order to have an effect. And so people, I, I think it's that, frustrating. Right. People hear about the stories in New Hampshire. They hear about the successes because some people have had successes on, in traffic court. Uh, one of the local activists here, local key native, uh, Nick Ryder, has actually had not guilty findings in traffic court. Mark, you've been uh, you had a case thrown out. I had a not guilty on a, a parking ticket. So they hear about these stories and they think, wow, well, I should be able to do this where I live. Good luck. I highly recommend against it. And as Mark pointed out, the more money you're pouring into activism there and the system there, uh, the less you'll have to make the move to get here sooner where you can actually have people back in. If it's up. something bigger than a parking ticket, these things can go on for years. Right. And then while they, they keep on stay. And then you have to come back and come back and come back, yeah. if, assuming you have left, um, in order to, to be at their court. Because they're not going to bring court to you. You've got to come to them. And uh, so you're, they'll make you their, their slave. You know, uh, George Donnelly, who's uh, a pretty... A pretty brave activist has gone out to uh, he went out to Allentown, Pennsylvania, to the federal courthouse there with Julian Heiklin, the man we were talking about earlier, the fully informed jury association activist. He went out there with his video camera, which is, you know, a relatively safe activism thing to do to be videotaping in public, all things considered. But nonetheless, the federal agents arrested him for assault on a on a federal agent, and now he's now he's on house arrest. Uh, I'm not really on house arrest, but I've got a significant curfew, so basically, it's like being on house arrest. But he's on house arrest as well, awaiting trial, and he can't. Le- as my understanding, he can't leave Phil- uh, the Pennsylvania area. Maybe they've changed that now at this point, but they put some pretty significant restrictions on him. And the uh, the really uh, horrible part of it all was he was planning on moving to New Hampshire like the next week. So uh, because he wanted to get out there and get active, he ended up getting uh, embroiled in a court case with the federal government. So I highly recommend against getting uh, getting out in the current place where you are. And uh, if you're planning on moving to New Hampshire, that is, and and just staying low, keep your head down, stay under the radar. And then when you come here, you can put it up and and be as brave as you want to be. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for discretion. It's not like Ian's going out and uh, and violating his uh, his, uh, you know, bail provisions here. Uh, you know, so there's there's times to stand I can up only and go so far. Right. right? There's only, only there's times to stand up and there's times to sit down. And there's times when others should, you know, can stand up. as sure, well. It doesn't have the to point. be the same five people. But when you're up here, it's not five people. When you're here, it's hundreds of people that are, are, are together for, for liberty. How many people in your area are, uh, would you consider active liberty activists? Absolutely none that I know of. Yeah, so you don't even have anybody that's going to come to court with you. Maybe a best friend, maybe a family no. member. Yeah, that's about it. Pay up, man, and then, uh, and then keep your head down and stay off their radar as much as you possibly can. Save your money, and if you're planning on moving to New Hampshire, make it, uh, make it happen sooner rather than later. Good luck, man, and thank you for the call. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I know how tempting it must be. You hear about the success stories, and you think, boy, I should do that here. Maybe I should get some practice here. Now, Sam did that down in, uh, in Plano, Texas, and he did it in a pretty big way and managed to get away with it. Uh, but he still had to he had to fork over in the end. Yeah, that's true. He, he did, had he, he had a good time playing with him on camera and stuff, but yeah. he still had to fork over in the end. Yeah. The only thing, the only other option the kids got is to uh, go into their court system and say, I, "I haven't got the money. Put me in jail." Presuming they do, I pre- would presume they would. I, I think they do that, that everywhere. Yeah. 
So there you go. Good luck out there. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dylan in Arizona on the Amp Lines. Hello, Dylan. Howdy. Hey, what's, what's on your mind? I was, I was listening, listening to your uh, podcast, as I usually do, because I don't get the live radio show, and uh, you were talking about the e-cigarettes, and it got me all excited because I was uh, just got the delivery confirmation on mine, and I'm telling, I'll tell you I'm a little bit uh, jittery. There's so much nicotine in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're jittery, meaning you just tried it? Yeah, I took a big old hit off of it. Of course, I killed the battery because it died in transit, so I'm recharging it. But boy, it was enough to. Uh, it's quite, the product is quite comparable in terms of its delivery of nicotine to a regular cigarette. Yeah, I we, I like had that. somebody, and I can't remember who it was that was telling me about their experience with the e-cigarette, and maybe it was a caller. I, I it, it it all blends together for me. Uh, was saying that essentially that they'd cut down their amount their their usage of nicotine with the e-cigarette just because, uh, you know, it 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 because it's not you don't have to smoke a whole cigarette at once. There's no there's no need to do that. It's and uh, cigarettes, you know, they're they're gross if you try to put them out and smoke them again. Yeah, well, I I used to do that anyway because I'm not much of a smoker, having had a bunch of heart surgeries. But oh, I have a, a <laughs> the nicotine will be great for that. <laughs> well, I, I I wholeheartedly endorse it. Very good, sir. Thank you for the call tonight. <laughs> Says Dylan. the heart patient. Enjoy. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Moments remain, but enough time for your call. If you make it right now, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to support Free Talk Live, you can do that. You can get a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more stations, bring more people listening to the program at promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com as we continue with your calls. John in California, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, John? Uh, I wanted to report that I live here in Los Angeles. I was listening to the Bill Handel show this morning, and during the news, they covered the city council drinking game activism in Keene, and I thought you'd be very happy to hear that. Uh, it's actually the second report uh, that we've had uh, today, which means a lot of people are listening to KFI out there in the morning. Is that KFI that, that he's on? Yeah, yeah. Handle gets a million and a half listeners, so yeah. I can't stand that guy. I've heard him on the... I uh, love him. I, can't I, think, stand him. I think he does a great job. <laughs> he's pretty funny. I find him too. I think he's a, I think he's good at radio, but per, I think that uh, he rubs me the wrong way. He comes off as a real obnoxious guy. Yeah, whatever. Well, he- he certainly is a real obnoxious guy. Yeah, I can see that. He is an attorney, uh, after all. You know, he's so he's uh, an attorney. He's got the head of an attorney with the head of a radio uh, talk show host. Can you imagine somebody on the radio being obnoxious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a real status, but he is pretty funny. 
All right, Very good. well, I'm glad you guys got there for it. Hey, thanks for the heads up. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Alex in New Jersey on the amp lines. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? So uh, this morning I responded to a 911 call for a guy who got hit in the head with a hammer multiple times by his ex-wife. Mm. And we we went in there, the police secured the scene, stuff like that. We patched him up. And as we were bringing him outside to the ambulance, he said that he wanted to smoke a cigarette. Now, the guy had blood pouring out of his head. And, and we're like, no, you're not going to have a cigarette. And he said, well, I'm not going to the hospital then. Wow. So, so now if we go and we give him a cigarette or we allow him to smoke it, that could change his vital signs. It would. That could cause all kinds of... Uh, complications lowers blood pressure, especially with the blood loss, low blood volume, and then low blood pressure could, you know, it, it could cause significant uh, side effects. So we don't necessarily want to fight him, and we don't want to throw him in the ambulance if he doesn't want to go. But at the same time, this guy is in serious trouble. This is like a critical patient. Okay. So the, my question to you is, if you were in my position, would you let him smoke the cigarette, knowing that what the side effects would be, or would you try and force him to go in the rig if he was being adamant? What or, I would do or, is I would pull out my cell phone camera, and I would say, Mr. Dumbass, <laughs> <laughs> it's my understanding that what you're telling me is that if you, and, and videotaping both of you, holding it to the side so I can videotape both of us at the same time, um, uh, it's my understanding that you wish to smoke a cigarette before you go in the ambulance, and that if you, if I do not allow you to smoke that cigarette, you will choose not to go to the hospital today. Is that correct? And he'll say, yes, I'm stupid. And <laughs> then and then you'll say, OK, I do not. I, well, my, it's, it's, it's my belief that letting you smoke the cigarette will constrict your arteries and increase your blood pressure. And this could have a very, very bad effect on you from a health standpoint. You've just been hit in the ha- head with a hammer 10 times. Now, would you like to, do you understand that? Do you still want to smoke the cigarette? Yes, I'm very stupid. And then you let him smoke the cigarette and you put him in the ambulance and assuming he makes it to the hospital, you're covered from all legal standpoints. You just you just mentioned to him what what it, what the effects could possibly be. You know, the guy seemed as lucid as a man who could be been hit in the head with a hammer 10 times could possibly be. We decided that it would be worse for the patient to try to manhandle him to put him in than it would be to let him t- smoke the cigarette. So, wow, that's a really and, uh, great answer, Mark. <laughs> I am a super genius, <laughs> but I think yeah. I mean, he called for your I services, and if he doesn't want, if he doesn't want to agree to the terms of your service, then uh, you're no, under no obligation to offer him the service. Well, the problem then becomes that we have a standard of care to sure. meet, and that I was informed later that if we would have left him at the scene the way he was by his own on his own accord that we would have been in legally more trouble than if we let him smoke the cigarette and there were complications. So Yeah, I don't know what I, the laws are. I'm just saying from a from a principled perspective if if he called to have an ambulance come and the ambulance's terms are you don't get to smoke while you're in our care, uh then, then that that's his choice to make. Right, cuz I don't want to call PD. I hate talking to PD. I don't want to force him to do anything that he doesn't want to do. But at the same time, he's being such an idiot. So what ended up so, happening? You know, well, 
I, I wasn't in charge. The guy in charge, he said, I'll let you smoke half a one. Huh. So, and then, and then he did that. But uh, I was informed by the, the guy in charge, if we would if we would have allowed him to sign an RMA, which is a refusal of medical attention, mm-hmm. we would have been in legally hot water. So we just documented everything. Every single word that he said went into our narrative. And, uh, actually, uh, Alex, we've got a call here for you. Scott is on the line in New York. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Alex. Hey, I'm a care provider myself. I'm in Ithaca, New York. Um, actually, could have probably circumvented a little bit faster. I would have just said, we have another call for another emergency. There's no time to smoke a cigarette. Really apologize, but we need to get you in the ambulance right now. I like that answer, too. That's a good one. Thank you, Scott, I, for the call. I'm, all, I'm hey. all for a good lie. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't see why it would hurt in that circumstance. <laughs> hey, thank, Alex, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, interesting situation, and thanks for asking about it. You know, and I think you should call lies in those circumstances lies so that people, because lies get such bad names out there. And mm-hmm. I think there's times when you've got to tell somebody something that's not true. I think that uh, Scott came up with a with a great story. Look, hey, it's a busy ambulance service, pal. We can't just have people smoking mm-hmm. out here. You know, it, it, it's, it's yeah, a that's good, good thing to say. Uh, you know, uh, ambulance people, uh, EMTs and folks in the medical field, I've, I've heard that many of them are trained to uh, to tell patients things like, you know, you're going to be all right, you're going to be all right, oh, it's not so bad, that kind of thing. And even when it is bad. And but you don't want when, them going into shock. Right. Even when you don't think they're going to be all right, you tell them that they are because uh, maybe all they're hearing at that moment in time, maybe the, the only thing, maybe they're not able to focus on anything at all and they're really out of it, but maybe just hearing someone say at a subconscious level, you're going to be all right, is enough they need to actually pull through. It, well, it absolutely is. One of the biggest dangers that you have have in those circumstances is the person going into shock and um, so you know giving them some some good news for instance i had a situation where uh, i'm, I'm uh, I, I don't think i was a member of the volunteer fire department this time this was a sort of a civilian activity mm-hmm. uh, a guy had been uh, gored or something by an animal and um he, uh, you know, he was bleeding and he was holding his arm and I, you know, I, I really couldn't do anything except mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I called his wife, held the, held the phone up there for him, called the, the, um, the ambulance service. They were on their way out. I figured the biggest danger this guy was in wasn't bleeding to death because he, he had himself clamped pretty good. I didn't want to unclamp his hand in order to put a tourniquet on him. So, um, I just, I just talked to him. I asked him about his business, his kids and talked to him about these, these kind of things in order to keep his mind off off of what it was, you know, the big pressing thing that was going on, which is a large gaping hole in his arm. And, you know, it, 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 it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Little things like that can uh, can make a big difference. And it's the it's somebody's mindset that is a really I think it's a really important factor in how they're able to heal. That's why they bring in uh, animals in many cases to the hospital when you've got a patient that's in the hospital and they're you know, they're not doing so well. Uh, they bring the dogs or the cats or whatever around, these little friendly animals that they know are good with people. They bring them in, and, and it brightens people's day. And mm-hmm. just having that positive interaction with this, somebody that's going to love them unconditionally can really, from what I understand, contribute to uh, making people get better sooner. So just something about the the positivity. Whereas if, you know, can you imagine if uh, you've got these nurses and orderlies coming in? Boy, things aren't looking good today, Chuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> I can't believe these vitals. <laughs> right. So, you know, one thing gives uh, somebody hope and the other doesn't. 
and give them the hope. Even if it's not true, even if you don't believe that to be the case, give them the hope and give them the opportunity to believe they can make it. And maybe that belief will make a difference. I mean, the placebo effect is a very powerful thing. This is kind of like a different version, if you will, of the placebo effect is is transferring hope that may not actually exist to the person. But if they believe it, that's what's important. Yeah, I think I think from a medical standpoint that uh, to to take someone's hope away is a bad idea. Yes, it's a good idea to have your your stuff in order, your your will written up. Go to uh, LegalZoom.FreeTalkLive or excuse me, LegalZoom.com and uh, use coupon code FTL in order to get your your will done. But, uh, you know, it's it's a having some hope can help you to fight through it. We're out of time for tonight. Back tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to join us there. Get interactive with the other listeners. Uh, help create the content for the site and thank you in advance. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest liberty forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.